Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Welcome back to Conversations. We now continue to part two of Feminine Empowerment. And as the third thing, I would say really abandon that male versus female narrative because like I was saying earlier, like Jante, uh, he's been huge in my healing process. Like, in what way? Well, he's training us. Mm-hmm. As, as many times as I've not wanted to, I've resisted, he's still like him being that point of inspiration and being like, ah, oh, I don't want to let Jonte down. He's right. I do need to get back there. But he doesn't, he does it in his way, but it, it works. And, and that's who taught you how to George Floyd me? <laughs> that was innate. That okay. just well, came great. out. Well, that's great. I'm going to have to talk to Jonte about that. But I'm just saying like Jonte and, and Rob and all the guys here, Kyle and Chris, uh, I'd never had um, male friends like them before. That's beautiful. Who were just, you know, they're just really cool and they know how to like hang out with us, you know, me and Laura and... and what does that mean, male friends? What does it mean, friendship to you, for one? What does that mean, period? Friendship. Friendship. I think that there's a mutual give and take. I think that friendship is... We can challenge each other without... Uh, with while still loving each other. Um, and there's just a bond there. There's How come just... women don't have a lot of friends? I meet a lot of women, they don't have friends. Talk about that one, just having friends. I don't know. Who are they meeting? No, a lot of women don't have friends. Ask women, and you ask. I have best friends from when I was uh, 10 years old. You've met some of them. You've met my friends. You've met damn near all my friends. And, and from way back. And we've been through ups and downs, heat and cold, um, arguments, disagreements, reconciliations. And that's what made us really close. Mm-hmm. And my point being is that I've spoken to a lot of women. They have a lot of provisional relationships, superficial relationships. I talked yeah. to my wife about that. They have a lot of friends, but there's limits. Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, I can't talk about this with that person, or I can't talk about this with that person, or she doesn't, she wouldn't agree with this way of thinking, so we don't go there. Um, and so they're very superficial relationships. Uh, friendship are, the, are, are like a step up from family relationships. Like these people would die for you. You're like a road dog with them and all that. And that's what I mean by friendships. A lot of women don't have that. They have provisional relationships with people that have many sanctions and rules and boundaries associated with them. So there are things that you don't tell this one that you tell that one. Mm-hmm. Guys, we just talk, yeah. I mean, like you're here, you hear everything. Right. I mean, you, you literally hear, you could, you could uh, basically meet to us pretty easily. Oh, yeah. But you choose not to. Got all the recordings. Yeah, you got all the recordings, all the dirt (laughs) on everybody. Who's doing what to who? Who did what when? You know all the dirty jokes, all the Instagram. You have all our Instagram codes and our our, or, or what is it, our, our, um, our, our whatever uh, sexagram things, and you don't give a shit. You handle it like a boss. You're almost like a dude in, the, in that good way, but you're a chick, you know. I, I'm trying to, trying to say to everybody the flow. You have the flow. You're able to weave between all these different temperaments of guys. You're not offended. You're not me too. You're not sexually harassed. You feel safe to come. Everybody's looking after you. 
talk about how you got there. That's about friendship. And a lot of women don't have that. I don't, a lot of dudes don't have that. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. It's just I never thought about it. Never, you know. I just, uh, I think a part of my temperament is just I, I am a people pleaser. So that's a boundary that I do have to navigate. You, you don't know. give a shit about us. When are you pleasing? You don't ever please. No, but I mean, I'll overextend myself. There have been times here where I've been like, wow, I'm like, my energy's really drained. Yeah, or yeah, you're like, right. you know, like, I, like I would have to peel myself out of bed just <laughs> when I especially had the adrenal stuff going on. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's on you. Then we didn't have anything to do with it. No, that. but I mean, whatever. But yeah, I, I think that it really, I just, I'm going to go back to the, just don't take anything personal. Like, because that's what's allowed me to move past any disagreements or anything with with anybody that I, I love and I want to keep in my life. Um, it's just like, you know, uh, being able to open my heart to someone and then like be like, okay, this is going to get, this can go either way. But, you know, I'm per- like, I don't take anything personally. So being real present. So... I want you to give five things, five rules of Becky at the door. We can probably refer to as Becky at the door. You're, you know, you're our, our harmless white girl at the door. Comes in, everybody feels safe coming in here because they see you. But behind the scenes, you're literally uh, running around uh, in the jungle. So explain to everybody five things they could do to develop the kinds of relationships, friendships that you have, the safety, the security, the adoration, the respect that you've cultivated here with us not even knowing you did it. What are the five things that you could share with somebody who is almost as in bad shape as you that, that worked their way up out of the trenches like you did? Yeah, yeah. I was not in a good space when I started here. I had a lot of negative energy attached to me still. Um, so I would say the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, have a sense of humor. Like, that's carried me through everything, is having a sense of humor. Okay. Being into, just seeing things as a comedy, even in moments when there's, like, something ridiculous is going on. Someone did something ridiculous. Um, so being able to, to just laugh about it. Um, and then I would say really number two is like, man, you have to really do your shadow work. You have to really... What is shadow work? Shadow work. Yeah. Uh, you I know, know what it is. For I know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a term used in like uh, like spiritual development where you're like... Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll help yeah, you out. So there's what's out. called the primary self and the shadow self. Okay. So the primary self is the actionable, the, 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 the instant actionable self. This is how you've learned to get through life. The shadow self is the thing that's always lurking behind. It's the things that shape you unconsciously. It's the thing that you started out with, uh, parts of your identity, uh, things you've been through that really shaped how you see the world and interact with the world, even though it may not be in sync with the immediate uh, primary self. You know, you go to a job interview and you look confident and great, but behind the scenes, your shadow is fear and rejection and failure because of some things that happen. Um, I always talk about, when you talk about animal archetypes, 
you have we act like different animals and I had teachers that taught me different things so I always say I'm a snake in a tiger shadow or the and, and, and so my, my main mentor and the one that, that, that brought me of age was a tiger but the empath and the understandings and how to interact with people came later and that's the snake that most people meet that I can deal with different types of people I'm empathetic and all that but behind there is always that tiger or that lion that's ready to to hold its ground and so forth like that so we always have a, a shadow and a primary but go on yeah so I feel like really going into it and doing meditation and um you know just surrendering to that and being honest with yourself is is huge just being like where do I stand on this and there's two things you keep saying is surrender and honesty yeah you, you can't lie to yourself I mean, a lot of people do, but like, if you want to really start seeing progress and just, you know, you, I feel what's worked for me has just been honoring the parts of myself that know, like, I, I know now when things kick in, like the turtling, right? Right. You know, it comes up, but now what I notice is like, I can feel it and I'm like, okay, so you'll see me now, like, I'm sure you, out of your corner of your eye, adjusting. But that's because I've thought about it and I've really gone into like, yeah, uh, my defensive nature, my like will, like my uh, aversion to conflict. Like we talked about Vin mm -hmm. just the other day, you know, how I want to avoid confrontation and that's not necessarily always good, you know, so just understanding about that about myself. So now when I go into conflicts, I'm like, all right, this is I know I don't like this but it's got to be done. Mm. So just um, embracing those qualities about yourself that you don't like. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. Um, and are there exercises that someone could do to help get on that path? You said don't take anything personal. That's Ruiz's book, um, Five Agreements. Oh. And that's a big deal. People taking things overly personal, being quickly defensive, uh, I think to comparing yourselves to others, you don't really do that. Um, you handle constructive criticism much better than most people. I, I'm just going to speak again. This is uh, Caitlin's show right now because she is the guinea pig in this whole experiment and she has survived the, the impact test. And um, I think that your ability to listen, take notes, adapt is really cool. Um, you do real well not taking stuff personal. You used to take it real personal. You would turtle up and get defensive and start stuttering and doing all that. Then you go hit the bong or something, come back all right, not give a shit. <laughs> I think a big part of you don't give a shit. Um, that's a good quality. Yeah. You know, it, it's just not externalizing yourself. Like, I, I'm okay with who I am. So you've been able to learn. You're learning the martial arts. You came here complaining about being bruised and everything, but then you got it. You're really, you're, 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 you move well in terms of your martial arts. You're, you're, you face things that most people would run away from. But it wasn't brutal. It wasn't like you were G.I. Jane or anything. You just hung out. You just, again, the loyalist thing. But I, I would say, listening to you, is everybody take ownership of their archetype. Embrace the archetype. Vince said earlier, people will be offended thinking there's only a few categories. Yeah, you're not that interesting. None of us are that interesting. We all have an innate way in which we survive, in which we 
pair up or match up in communities. We all have different, we all, we all have a cage in the zoo of life, right? We all have our stage in the divine circus of humanity. Just embrace it. Just embrace it and, and, and master it and know which lane you fit in the most and run with that. And when you want to be in every lane, you're in no lane. You're just blocking tr commerce, right? Stay in your lane, run at your pace, and master that. And that's what I get from you, and I think that's why you're a stellar example, because I was thinking about that when um, we were working on this project with Vin, his spoken word and, and his, his, his whole rap career to where it's about to blow up. And when you introduced me to that, I was like, wow. My, I got goose pimples listening to the music, and, 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 and there's so many emotions ran to me to see this thing coming together, along with Dharma Media getting into its stride, and everywhere we go, we see the same old <laughs> hole. And it's, you're, you're like there, you're Becky at the door. You're still you. You've gotten stronger, faster, wittier, and you're running. I, I said a long time ago, I was yelling at you one time, and I said, you're the captain of the ship. Yeah, I remember that. Talk. Remember that? About a year or two ago, I was mad at you, and I said, you are the captain of the ship. When I'm not here, you have the calm. You have the helm. Run this ship. Mm -hmm. And you have gone above and beyond. And it's pretty cool to see. So I keep hearing again uh, this idea of self-ownership, not taking things personal, being able to manage personal criticism, not looking for things to fit you just the way you want them to fit, but being open, open to mentorship, however it comes, that's pretty cool. Um, and, and that's my take on it. What about you, Vin? Uh, well, I think this conversation has evolved in an interesting way because we started out talking about female empowerment and then we got into archetypes and it's really a more general form of empowerment. I don't think it's limited to female, male, you can have a male who's got a female archetype or vice versa. I think it's really about owning yourself. And if we think about a lot of the principles we discuss, suppressing the ego, fluidity, silencing all the noise. So why rely on the faceless committee that we mentioned to tell you how you should live your life, how you should act, what success means, that you have to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the men in the boardroom and be able to shout louder uh, than uh, a man on your left side, your right side, whatever. There are other ways of operating. And I think to be in tune with that, it requires thinking independently. It requires ego suppression. I mean, one thing that I think is interesting, because, Caitlin, so much of what you're talking about is putting the ego aside. And it's like you come here and you get your ass kicked every day, physically, emotionally, verbally. All of it. And... It's cool because you get something out of it. I mean, there's an exchange. And once you stop taking it personally, it's not even that it bothers you. It's just what this environment is. And you've been able to benefit because you've put that ego aside and you've been able to flow. And you haven't stood up in some state of outrage saying, oh, my God, how dare they talk about sex or how dare they tell me that I suck or how dare Z make some comment about my weak muscle tone? Whatever it is, I can actually... That would not be the worst comment. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm being polite <laughs> for our audience. We've got to introduce them to all of this zaniness and stages. Uh, but it, there's a real power in that. Uh, I mean, I guess part of that is universal. Part of it is archetype. The One thing I'm curious about, Z, how much of that... It, we talk about ego so much, and so much of... 
society or conflict revolves around the male ego, do you think women are just innately better able to manage that ego, suppress the ego, and do what Caitlin has done? I think in the divine ego, when you embrace the feminine, that's a that's a innate feminine feature is to subjugate the ego. They typically do it better than men until they masculinize themselves. Then they, it's worse. Hmm. Um, what I said earlier, why, you know, I, I talked to my wife about this, and over the years I've met women who didn't have long-term friendships with people. Why didn't they have long-term friendships with people? Because there were so many provisions, so many landmines that you don't, you can't really talk about your feelings or share those if you want to. Um, you can't really make mistakes. And so each person you have, you have a list of restrictions. Hmm. So you can never go deep with that person. And those people are your training ground for life. One of the reasons that I have close people in my life, my heart is open, because not only have we had good times, but we've had difficult times together. We've had questionable times. We've had up and down times. And we worked through those. And each one time we worked through those, the relationship got stronger, not weaker. Hmm. If you don't go through that with people, you don't get stronger. So you get weaker and weaker, and the relationship become more and more fragile. So what we want is that relationship to be richer and deeper and have much more ply to the weave than less ply to the weave. Then as you meet people, you get to read people from the beginning. So that's why some people will meet you and run away. Let them run. Other people will meet you and go, hmm, that's interesting. I'm going to hang around. I want to be around you. You know, and that's, that's something that Caitlin has mastered. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's a lesson, I think, for everybody. You are. It's, it's, we started out with female empowerment, but I think everybody. I have people that I'm real close to in certain ways, but we totally disagree maybe with social views. But my relationship with them isn't based on them having the same social view as me. Right? Over the years, if I've gotten older, I've been able to bring more and more people into, into my human story. Mm-hmm. Because whatever they're going through or whatever I'm going through, they see it as part of the human condition and not with all these provisions. And I see the saddest of things when I see people that are are, are surrounded by people, but they're very lonely. Mm. They're very lonely. And that's the worst of loneliness, is being lonely in the crowd of many. Yeah, And, and I would think part of that comes from not embracing who you are, because then you don't feel free to express what's in your heart to form real relationships with other people. You're always trying to satisfy some image that you have inside your head. And that repeated collective narrative around that of shallower, shallower, less, less. The minute people start saying, oh, that's offensive, then you don't, you can't laugh together. You can't expose yourself. And sometimes humans crave exposing themselves, being free, not with everybody, but just, hey, this is who I am, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is how I see the world. And then to hear that and go, wow, really? Okay, that's cool. Just to hear that. Yeah, wow, that's different. That's cool. But I still embrace you and love you for who you are. Hmm. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to go to the um, Dungeons and Dragons role play castle with you. But when you come back over, I'll, we, we can have a Bredgie burger together. Yeah, yeah, just wash your hands. Yeah, yeah that's it. Wash your hands. Social distance. 
So you, you learn that because that's acceptance, which is a very highly intelligent thing. And when people don't have that, that loneliness, and then that loneliness can make you settle. Hmm. Like Caitlin talked about roommates that would have bizarre things or the girl that, that wanted everything to be kind of regurgitated to her liking. Her world is so small that no one can fit in there. Hmm. You know, this imperfect being looking for perfect interaction. It's a sad world. You don't want to be around that person. So I, my, my take on it is using um, you know, the Caitlin's archetype you know, she's learned to be the admiral of the ship, not by the edge of a sword or with the pounding of a mace or whatever, but just through her competency and consistency. Mm-hmm. And that's a good that's a good archetype. So if she used the uh, snail archetype, right? She just kind of slugged around, <laughs> slugged around, avoided anything, and next thing you know, the slug is driving the ship. Yeah. Yeah, as long as no one steps on the slug. But that's why you're around. There you go. Oh, yeah. So, we've been talking for a while about Caitlin's experience. Let's generalize this, because we've gone from female empowerment to empowerment, (laughs) and we've talked about how empowerment is embracing your archetype. Let's make this really practical. How do you start? How do you figure out what your archetype even is, if you want to embrace your archetype? Well, that's a lot of work. A few years ago, I had to do an animal archetype workshop and, 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 and I can only summarize it's a lot of work. There are actual ways that you can identify your own archetype. There's a physical way how you assess the world which I call cast and gaze, your peripheral scope and what you focus on. And there are people that have a wide cast so they're, they're gathering a lot of information and it kind of tells you what type are they a predator what degree of predator are they a gatherer? And then from there, their brain processes the world a certain way, managing resources of survival and the potential of uh, their hookups, right? Who they hook up with. I talked briefly about how we as men find our partners. There's the sloth, honeyed speech. You know, there's the gorilla that just pounds his chest, jumps out there, and rips off a branch and hands her a whole bunch of fucking spinach or whatever and yeah I like this dude he can handle his shit um, there's the um, hyena he hangs around and waits for a person that's gone through a lot of trauma is weak and victimized then he slowly takes care of the person till they're unable to take care of themselves and they find themselves all of a sudden with this guy after they came out of a vulnerable situation and it just kind of works out they don't have a sense of themselves anymore he runs the show Right, that's the hyena. So I can talk about a lot of ways in which people, their their animal and prime their primal archetypes. So let me just ask you something. Is it, you describe something like a hyena. Is there any normative behind this? Any sense of what someone should be or not? There so if you no. find yourself as a hyena, should you try and change that and be something else, or no, you just it. say, "Fuck it, I'm a hyena." Own it. Let me go and find some weak person to take advantage of. Own it. It happens every day. Mm-hmm. Own it. You know the guy that listens to all the problems a girl has? Hmm. She's down and out, she's hurting, and he's hmm. right there for her. Don't you worry about it, I'll take care of it. And before she knows it, she has no sense of self and this guy is running her life. There's a lot of people like that and it works for them. Hmm. It's, there's no good or bad. When you look at nature, it's not fair or unfair. There's no such thing as fair or unfair in nature. Right? 
everybody has a different way of finding a partner and, and it works for them and it works for their partners it works for us we may look over at it and say oh that's that's horrible that's just terrible you know the president has some human trafficked person is the first lady this is horrible but for her you know it's better than being human trafficked you know what I mean or whatever it is I don't know their business I'm just using that as an example everybody finds different ways of working it out and in your life you may go through different things I know girls that have gone through dating all the jocks right they hang out with with you know basketball players that have lower IQs than the points they scored in a game right it's fun it works out it's interesting but when they go to build a life they do that doesn't work for our nest and for having a a a daily life path that doesn't include a lot of anxiety as you mature it just takes a lot of energy they find they don't want to do that so they go for you know maybe a nerdier dude that's more stable you know he can't slam dunk but you know he can definitely you know has a, a 800 credit score you know what I'm saying and that works for the nest everybody there's no right or wrong mm. because we're talking about forwarding and advancing the species fulfilling the prime directive and you find your match right there are things that misguide people when women or men both have the ideal checklist like Caitlin said looking for a mentor that fits your your visual needs yeah or even what you said about your experience back in the day you told someone to criticize you off to the side away from the other students right right it doesn't work that way I can't tell a master how to be a master when I'm a damn apprentice. You just go along with it. That's the part of surrendering the ego. So too part of the surrendering the ego is finding your level. And that doesn't compare to other people's level. A man who is very wealthy will buy a woman. A man that is very poor will earn a woman. But it all works out for everybody. There's no right or wrong. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a very rational way to look at things. I think it's difficult sometimes because of all the programming we have and the connotations with some of the things that we've been talking about. I keep on thinking about the word manipulate. I mean, the word manipulate has a terrible connotation. And if you're a woman and someone says, oh, you can succeed by being manipulative, you'll think, what the hell are you talking about? Are you calling me conniving? Or why can't I see, succeed based on my intellect? Why can't I succeed based on the same conditions as a man? And I think that is where we go wrong. And we go wrong. I mean, when you do that, you basically surrender your power. It's uh, the opposite of that story you told about Jimmy the drunk. It's fighting on someone else's terms. And maybe that is what society has evolved into. I don't know if that's conscious or unconscious. We have to take ownership of our mantra. Hmm. In the yogic tradition, they teach us tantra, yantra, mantra. Mantra is what you speak and say. Yantra is what you visualize, what you see it as. And Tantra is the manifestation of that. We have to, I shouldn't say we have to, but I'm saying those who have opted out, take charge of the language. Manipulate, coming from the word mind and, and maneuvering, okay? The maneuvering of the mind. 
is maneuvered every day. Every political ad, every advertisement is manipulating your opinion of the world. When I go to somebody and I have thoughtfulness and I'm not just speaking uh, in a rampant way, I'm manipulating the conversation. I'm trying to get them to see the world a certain way. Um, when my wife tells me <clears throat> on Tuesday, hey, we're going to have time off on Thursday, I'm going to go to the pedicure and bikini waxing place, what are you doing? I ain't doing a damn thing, okay? I'm not doing a damn thing but push-ups getting ready for Thursday night. You understand what I'm saying? That's manipulate. She just manipulated me. And between that, she's got me picking up the kids, doing all kinds of stuff. Because you know what? She's already prepped my mind for this good time, right? So that's manipulation. When you were have people at work and you tell them there's a great incentive to them doing their job above and beyond, you're manipulating them. It's neither good nor bad. It's what is the outcome of that. Is it sustainable? <clears throat> Caitlin manipulates us every day with the scheduling and all that. Oh, okay, you can go rest today, but not tomorrow. So I'm like, wow, cool. <laughs> this should have, she like said, it, yeah. We argued the other day. We all had an argument. Caitlin, we said, Caitlin said, you have three things on the schedule in the morning, four things on the schedule at night, right? We all got pissed off. We're yelling at Caitlin. Caitlin's came back. Okay, okay. Tomorrow you have four things in the morning, three things at night. We said, oh, that's great. We, told, we taught her a lesson. She's not going to control our life. You see that? You see how that? She manipulated us. But we were happy. Everything worked out. Manipulate your lover. Manipulate your kids. Manipulate everybody in your life in, in, in a loving and holistic way. Manipulate yourself to you know, weather the storm of uncertainty. You know what I mean? Manipulate your mind. The mental manipulation, mindful manipulation of the self is a healthy thing. The Buddha says, be a master of your own mind. The nature of the mind is to run and chase every thought. You must manipulate your mind with meditation. Mental modification is an unhealthy thing when it has no governance. The manipulator, the governor. Caitlin is our manipulator. You see, she's become the manipulator. Yeah, she's a damn, she's, you do a damn fine job in manipulation. Yeah, and it's not evil, and it's benefited the whole community. Exactly. Because that's why it doesn't always happen. Okay, don't pat yourself on the No, I'm just saying that that's, like, why I don't think... I never took it as a insult or like when people would say that about women because I, I do generally think that is our strength. It's just that's the trick, right? In push-ups, you know, you showed me, you showed us the trick. But that's the trick for women. It's just like we don't have brute strength, but we have, you know, what we lack in that. If we have a lot of, we, we can plan and anticipate. We have a, a strong intuition that a lot of men don't tap into. And you know, Caitlin, you say that, and, and I don't want to get too long-winded with this because I know we, we're coming to the end, but that's a perfect example. So Caitlin, uh, I, I taught her how to do the push-ups and incorporate the abdomen. So she beat all the guys doing push-ups. What was the reaction to the guys in the room? That was such a display of gross, limiting male egocentrism that you beat their ass doing something they thought they talk about that just real quick what you learned from that um because Caitlin can do more push-ups than most of the guys except the old twins okay yeah. but and me I I um I think I was just taken aback at how like 
diminished they felt and how like I saw their faces be like wow I can't get this and anger like anger sadness kind of like (laughs) just like this you know I saw the range of it I was like wow like this is just like one thing and now tell everybody honestly did you feel good well yeah (laughs) did you feel good watching them in complete despair I did not feel good watching them in despair but I felt good that's just you I really enjoyed it. You, I didn't, I felt good that I was able to achieve the task, honestly. Like, I, that, I'm not here to, like, you know. That's very powerful. I I was just, like, I was like, wow, I figured out the trick, the lever, the thing. And I've been able to apply that to all the other stuff that you've been teaching me. As the saintly master me, I saw it as a teaching opportunity for the men to face their ego. Yeah. As just me, Z, the dude, I laugh my ass off and I taunted and teased them. And But then, you know, I had to be Master Z and then use it as a teaching opportunity. But they were almost disoriented with ego suffering, right? Mm-hmm. It's fine. And one had to, like, show off again and, like, till he got it and he was like, Whoa. He still didn't get it. Yeah. He beat everybody. And you did, like, a hundred something push ups, like, it wasn't shit. And they were, like, athletes and, arguing that then they had excuses they had excuses they're like i used to be i used my arm to was hurt or you know i had i had kool-aid last night or something they had every excuse in the book it was great but then let's close up the show and i hope everybody uh enjoyed it caitlin is amazing uh she's the uh, the captain of the ship of fools around here and uh she she worked her way from the ground up but did it in a girl way she didn't boss anybody around she didn't uh, torment anybody. She didn't get in a pissing contest. No chest pounding contest. Uh, no, uh, no war went on. Just one day we woke up and the terrorists had taken over our business. <laughs> Guerrilla Warfare 101. Yeah, yeah. It's like a nuclear bomb drop and you come out of the shelter and you're like, what the hell happened? So if I have to think about today, I really think about living your life on your own terms. That's my takeaway from this. We talk about empowerment, maximizing your own power. So you got to play to your strengths. You got to be true to who you are. That's going to free you up to maneuver in this world, to do things that other people can't, because not everyone is you. So why not do things that you're good at? Put the ego aside so you can learn, number one. Number two, so you don't get hung up over how you should be or shouldn't be. Forget about how you should be or shouldn't be. Go inside, become still and know who you are and just be that and that's the path to empowerment whether we're talking about female empowerment male empowerment gorilla empowerment dog empowerment just be true to yourself and see maybe this is something that we should do some more work on and uh, for our audience uh, subscribe to dharma media and uh, you can learn a little more about archetypes what those are and how to identify your own archetype yeah, look forward to it in the future. We'll, we'll lay the whole program on our Finding Your Archetype. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.